It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right. Some of you may not have thought this day would ever come, but we are back. We got some big news. Uh, let's first off, just start with, let's get ready to rumble. We are off of YouTube. We are on Rumble, the new video app. We'll be streaming all of those live videos starting next week. I got a studio setup coming. This is just going to be an audio-only episode, so if you do try to find it on YouTube, you're not going to find it there. Um, next week, we'll start the new video format that will be only on Rumble. We will also be posting this to Facebook uh, just so you guys can see it in every way possible. Sam is going to be off the show for a little while. His work schedule has become a little crazy. Um, so it's just me and Hunter. Hunter, how are you doing today? Good to see you back here. Uh, we went through some pretty crazy legal shit uh, with Facebook, which is really the reason that we were off, or not Facebook, Google. Um, so we're back. We're finally able to start doing this again. And here we are. Yeah, it sucked because we're kind of, we're growing a little bit. We had some traction going and then all that happened, but we're back. That's what matters. And right before one of the biggest cards, if not the biggest card of the year, so. This is probably the biggest card of the year. If not this one, then definitely 281. Um, but it has to start somewhere. And why not start with the fourth quarter of uh, 2022? Um, let's start off with some news, though. UFC 282 is turning out to be not a terrible card whatsoever. We know that we're getting Yuri versus Glover, too. The question is, do you think we're seeing uh, a card with john jones and possibly a francis naganu i don't know francis health still but john's coaches i believe in a recent interview said he could still fight by the end of the year so well we know that i think because of the legal aspect of it i don't think he can leave the u.s um because he's gotten in so much trouble so that would take him out of the first three pay-per-views of next year because we do now know that they're going to brazil then to Australia, and then to uh, London, England. I'm not sure what the legal, like the legal trouble would be going to London. However, it does sound like the legal or the London card is going to be headlined by uh, Edwards versus Usman three. Either way, if we can get the Francis John fight on that card, you have possibly the greatest fighter ever to stop in the octagon, fighting the most scariest dudes ever up in the octagon and that's a legacy fight that is cemented him as the all-time great great um other news around the ufc i mean what comes to mind right away we've obviously missed so much of it uh, i mean dustin and chandler we haven't even been able to talk about that a lot has happened obviously since we've been gone uh i think that fight is just gonna be bananas i'm so stoked for that one yeah 
that's definitely the people's main event of that card. Uh, Cause I do think both those guys are bigger, maybe not in terms of talent and uh, achievements, but bigger than Adesanya in terms of uh, fan engagement. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, obviously it's bigger than Weili Zhang and Carlos Barza. So that's definitely the fight to watch on that card. Yeah. Just like it was last year with that card, with the NYC card, even though you had Colby versus Usman too, you had Gaethje versus Chandler, which that was the fight everyone wanted to see. It what it ended up doing what it was supposed to do, and I don't see that being any different with uh, Chandler versus Poirier because I do feel like every time Chandler goes out there, whether you love him or hate him or want to cheer for him, or don't want to cheer for him, he puts on an amazing show, gets the best out of the other fighter as well. And same can be said said with uh, Poirier. I've never seen him in a boring fight either. So no, yeah, he just goes forward, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen between these two. I'm not sure there's going to be much of a ground game between these two. I think it's going to be a lot of standing and banging, even though definitely Chandler has the ability to take him down if he really wanted to. That's not what he wants to do, though. Yeah, he's got that in his back pocket. Other news. um, I mean, let's talk about this. Just Not really news. The fall of Trevor Whitman. Has he won a fight this entire year with his three guys? Rose loses. Gage loses. And then the, the pound for pound number one goes down. Uh, when we just talked about last year, he's the clear-cut coach of the year. Last time we were on the podcast talking about Whitman, goes from that to possibly, yeah, people are going to maybe jump camps. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but Whitman's on a tough streak. Yeah. Uh, gym of the year, still not American top team. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a clear-cut gym anymore other than Extreme Couture. Honestly, it could be extreme now. They're the most consistent. Uh, James Krause is doing a lot of stuff out there. I'm excited to see what he does next, you know, a little bit, especially with Moreno jumping ship over there. Question about that, though. Do you know what his actual gym is called? We all just call it James Krause. No, yeah, I, I cannot tell we just you. another coach. We, I mean, obviously, we know Eric Nixick with extreme. We know Henry Hoof down at uh, Sanford. We know, uh, well, Henry Winklevoss with, uh, I think that's the name, with Jackson Wink. Yeah. And, yeah, like, American Top Team has many coaches, but Mike Brown's essentially their guy. But I don't know what James Krause's gym is called. No. Might just be James Krause, like, Academy or something. Who knows? I think it's, it's Krause something. It, I know it's – I mean, it's in the Midwest, man. It's the best gym in the Midwest, that's for sure. I think down in St. Louis area. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, is there any other big news that's really been coming out? Other than Brendan uh, Schaub's an idiot. Uh, Dana White at one point said he was going to die in 10 years. I don't think that's the case. I think that got taken out of uh, context a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan will not be on the upcoming. He does not do any out-of-country fights, which kind of sucks. But... Right. So that means we're not going to see him for a long time in 2023. Which sucks. I love him on the pay-per-views, but, you know. Happens, I guess. Um. Does it seem to you, this isn't really news because no one's confirmed this, does it seem like there's going to be more fight nights outside of the Apex next year with them not being in the U.S. for pay-per-views? There's going to be plenty more. I think they already said something like that. but There better be. I mean, we get UFC Orlando here in the beginning of uh, December. Yeah. Um, But I think that's the only fight night that's not at the Apex the rest of the year. Confirmed right now. I think just like money wise, it makes so much more sense for the UFC to do it at the Apex. 
Yeah, well, but ticket sales, they never don't sell out. Yeah, you just don't have to pay anything at the Apex, so it's... That's true. I thought the Apex was uh, hosting, like, non-UFC events lately. Like, cheerleading competitions, stuff like that. It was crazy to see. Uh, Didn't really make... Oh, and a BMX tournament. (laughs) That is wild. And, I mean, Zuckerberg was at the last one, so they're getting big names. Oh, yeah. That's non-UFC. That's LFA. Did you see the uh, virtual reality LFA tournament? I did not. So this is what they're supposedly trying to do with the UFC. It'd be a little bit more money than a pay-per-view. But you would pay for like this, basically the pay-per-view, but you'd be able to watch it through the VR glasses. And it'd be like you have a front row seat and you'd be in like these little like social rooms with like 25 to 50 people. So that way you're seeing your, like, you don't see your own facial reactions and you'll have like a, a seat, but you'll be able to look around and see everyone else and how they're reacting and be able to like, kind of like talk to the guy next to you. That is wild, man. That's I'd crazy to, to me. That'd be super cool. I mean, if, if you're just by yourself, like maybe not in Chicago, that's not really a good example because you always have people around you. Maybe yeah. you live in like the middle of nowhere, Nebraska but you're just a big UFC fan and you want to watch this with other people around, that might be the best perfect option for you. 100%, yeah. Maybe you can't go to a bar. Maybe your bar doesn't show that. Uh, You don't want to pay for a pay-per-view just to watch on your couch alone. Like, this Mm -hmm. would be the next best option, I feel like. Yeah. It it brings an excitement to people that watch by themselves, which I know many people do. They're saying that's the reason that Zuckerberg did rent out the entire thing. He was trying to figure out the, uh, the logistics behind it. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense and it makes it a lot more okay. Uh, poor Mackenzie Dern broke up with her boyfriend. Uh, that's not really that much UFC news. She no, yeah. looks very good on her story. Posting thirst traps too. <laughs> the only thing is I wonder where her kid is. Probably with the father. <laughs> well, I would hope so based on what I'm seeing from her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, UFC 280 though. Let's start talking about it. We don't know it's a early card. It's going to be starting, I believe, at 9 a.m. prelims. Yes. In, in yes. the central time zone. So. And just ahead of time right now, if I bo- botch the names, that is not my fault. These names on the prelims are rough. Yeah, this is probably the toughest name fight card. Yeah. That's what. Uh, if that's how we would word that. A lot of these names are nearly impossible for like a normal American to try to pronounce without any training behind it. Yeah. Um, yep. But let's let's really just start it off. I don't know if ESPN is going to have these in the correct order because it is ESPN and they're kind of trash. But I, cool. I think it's usually the correct order, but we'll go with you. This should be the one of the easier ones. Carol Rosa versus Lena Landsberg. Yep. Carol Rosa's minus 300. Lena Landsberg, to be 100% honest with you, I don't ever remember even seeing her fight. I know the name. Yeah. Uh, looking at it now, she's two and three in her last five fights. Fought once in 2022 and then hadn't fought since pre-COVID, which is probably why I don't really remember her as much. Um, And all of these are on fight night cards up until UFC 229 when she was on the Khabib versus McGregor card. Really? Five fights since 2018. The fifth fifth last fight was on the Khabib McGregor card. Okay. 
So that tells you it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not that many fights spread out. I that time. I remember Lena Landsberg's the last fight. So she's tough, but we can get into that one. Well, she went to she went the distance in all of her last five fights. Uh, won two fights by unanimous decision, lost three fights by unanimous decision. Okay. For Carol Rosa, uh, she – I'm trying to see what, what her results have looked like. I believe – oh, she's also a decision fighter. <laughs> yeah. She is 4-1, and one, though, in her last five fights. Uh, all five fights have come since August of 2019, so a little bit more active. One split decision. Four unanimous decisions. Her last fight was a loss versus Sarah McMahon. Yep, yep. So that was a clear grappling advantage in that one. Uh, she's right there, though. If she would have won that fight, she's knocking the door of the top ten. I I would have to imagine the easy fight or the easy bet here is probably Rosa. And also, based on that, I would love to know what the, uh, the odds are just for this fight to go to decision. I think that would be I, pretty easy money. As a betting man, I would go. Carol Rosa by unanimous decision or decision. That's a. Right. I think that's the easiest possible answer to that. And I think honestly, for both of these girls, Lena Landsberg needs to be more active. So if she somehow gets a win here, uh, that'd be huge for her. Carol Rosa needs this win. You cannot lose two in a row. No. Division, especially. Yeah, the women's bantamweight division just keeps getting stronger. It does. And there's getting, there's more, it's more activity too by these girls. So these younger girls are coming in and that's across all the divisions really when you say that. Um, yep. But women's MMA is just growing and growing and growing. Which Except other uh, weight. That's absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makaya versus Gordon uh, would be the next fight here. Yep. Um, Makaya comes in 8 0, Gordon 14 and 5. Um, it's a flyweight fight here. I I just think that when you have a last name like Makayev fighting in Abu Dhabi, you get the home home uh ring advantage or home octagon advantage, I guess you want to call it. And he's eight no. I I think the rate is on the wall there. I would like Makayev. He's minus twelve hundred. Uh, Malcolm Gordon has hands for a flyweight. He's very powerful. Makayev's only twenty two, so. He could be the future of this division. And being on a big card like this, they like to put these young guys that have that potential. I mean, I'm, you're going to see in the future, like, a guy like Bo Nickel is going to be on these kind of cards because there's going to be more eyes on these cards. So, Oh, that's a piece of news we didn't touch on. Bo Nickel demanding that he's on the main card. Yes. Ridiculous. I'm all in for it. I'm No, I'm all in on the Bo Nickel train. He is – he would wipe the floor clean, in my opinion, with these middleweights, man. What first fight on main card? Yeah, absolutely. Put him on the main card. Put who's, him on the main card. Wait, who's uh, this fight against? Uh, Jamie Pickett. Okay, actually, Jamie Pickett. You can put him on a main card with that fight. So yeah. I guess it makes sense. But the demand was pretty crazy. If he said like he was going to retire if he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he uh. Bo Nickel's got almost 300,000 followers on Instagram. He does have a name behind him. He'll bring in ratings. Uh, I do think you got to put a guy like that on the main card personally, but maybe take a couple prelim fights. I don't know. I think Dana knows that's a that's a money ticket right there. So 
Yeah, and you know he'll probably get his wish, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he's already in the UFC for video game, by the way. That was crazy. He hasn't even yeah. fought a real UFC fight. Uh, the young man. The young uh, Raul. Oh, Raul Ro- Rojas. Rojas, yeah. Is it Rojas or Rosas? I just want to try to pronounce it the best I can. I, I want Rose, Rojas. You know, they always do the silent yeah. something. Whatever, but he's also in the game. Which he's is, in it. Which is insane to me because we have guys like uh, uh, like Bryce Mitchell who are ranked, going to be a main yep. event of a fight card, and he's not even on there. Yep, yep. Um, well, Next fight anyway. Armin Petrosian versus AJ Dobson. Petrosian comes in minus 220. Dobson plus 180. I actually think this fight's closer than it appears. However, I'm still going to be going with Petrosian. Uh, yeah, these guys are both inexperienced. Uh, AJ Dobson, though, I think can get a finish here. So this is a this is a tossing fight for me. I, I like the plus 180. I would take that. I would but say plus, plus 180 if you're just doing a single bet. If you're putting this in a parlay, I think you do have to go Petrosian. Yep. Um, this is where it really just becomes hard. Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov versus Gadzi Omar Gadzi of <laughs> Omar. I have no idea those names, but I know. But I know Omar. how to say Nurmagomedov, and he's the favorite at minus one sixty five. And he's been in Khabib's corner since the beginning of time. If you, I don't know if you guys have the face picture of him. If you've seen him fight, he has been an OG training partner of Khabib since they went over to AKA. So I believe he's a slight favorite in this. Minus one sixty-five, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a really good fight. Both good grapplers. Uh, I cannot ever bet against Magomedov on a card like this, especially with Islam fighting too. Habib's gonna be there. I just, I'm going to Magomedov. You know, Habib's gonna be in his corner too. Yeah, because apparently, from Blair Muhammad's perspective, that means everyone's gonna win, even though he's lost in the corner. But yeah, we've seen him lose, but whatever. No one, no one likes to talk about it if you're uh, Blair Muhammad. Well, Muhammad probably wishes he was in his corner, though. Yeah. Uh, Zubaira to Kogov versus Lucas Almeida. Uh, yeah. To Kogov, I've circled him, man. I, I know Almeida's young. He's tough. But I've watched uh, to Kogov fight, and that dude's fun, man. For featherweight, he's exciting. I'm excited for this fight. I think it'd be a fight of the night type of fight. He comes in with a record of 25-1. and one. He's the favorite at minus 155. However, Lucas Almeida comes in with a 14 and 1 record. Uh, so the record does actually lean in favor of Almeida. However, he does come in uh, also another three inches taller, three inches longer in reach. But when we know what we know about that entire Russian culture, is that really that's going to be thrown out the window because if this fight gets to the ground, it's pretty much going to be over from there, which is where I would plan on this fight getting. Uh, which is why I'm also going to be leaning to go. Is it to Gogov? To Kovov? I have no idea. Honestly, I need Bruce Buffer in here because I cannot pronounce these names. It gets easier, though. I'm looking from here. Thank God. Yes. Vulcan Bodzimir versus Nikita Krylov. That's easy. Uh, it's a big fight. I'm excited for this fight. These guys are two dudes that have been on main cards, pay-per-views, so... To see them this low on a prelim shows you how stacked this card is. This is my fight of the night, to be honest with you. It's someone's going down. Yeah, I that's the safe bet is that this fight doesn't go to uh go to distance. And I would like it to be. I think it's gonna be Krylov that wins. Um, 
he is the favorite minus 170 to plus 145 another close fight um and i'm gonna call anything close that's minus 200 or within for mm-hmm. the favorite um i think krylov gets the victory though here the crazy part i i just think there's something about ukrainian fighters right now yeah especially on a fight card that is so dominant in russian uh, uh, I think I think just for the sake of all of Ukraine, I think Krylov gets the victory. However, there is also the part that you could say is his mind too focused on what's happening in Ukraine that it may have taken away from his training. I don't see that happening with Krylov. He's a very experienced professional, but you could factor that in. So, man, I want Ozmir to win. I liked him. He's fought for the belt. He needs this win. If not, he's looking knock on the door on his way out. So uh, I don't know. This is a toss and fight. I'm going to go with Ozdemir. That's one of my upset picks. Okay. Uh, I think he's, I think he's going to be, en- it's going to be enough. I don't know, honestly, with everything in Ukraine going on, I think Krylov's going to come out just guns blazing. And I think Ozdemir is going to find a way to get a stop here. But as a betting man, you should put Krylov in a parlay if you're smart. Yes, I. that's how I feel, too. Or, if you're just looking for some action on this fight, uh, not go distance. Yep, yep. Because I do think Krylov's going to come out. If he doesn't get a knockout within the first five minutes of this fight, I think that he's going to have a real tough time staying up in rounds two and three. And Ozdemir, his chin's test. He's, lately, his chin has been uh, not there. So, he could definitely go down, but I feel like, Krylov's lost like four or five fights by knockout as well, I believe. So, yeah, um, I feel like this fight is a higher profile fight from last week between Jordan Wright and Dusko Todorovic. Yep. I don't know if you guys didn't see. Basically, Dusko got absolutely rocked for the first entire round. However, then came into round two with uh, Jordan Wright being just completely gassed, couldn't barely stand up. And Dusko yeah. just took advantage, and that's exactly what happened. There was times in that first round that it looked like Dusko was going to get finished. Uh, yeah. He was able to stay up, get to his corner, get the game plan from his coaches, and he was able to just put in the work, and it wasn't even close from that point going forward. Uh, Dusko just pretty much just used the advantage of him being gassed versus his full tank. Yep. I think you're looking at a spitting image here. This, I think, is the last fight where it's really hard to pronounce these names. Uh, Makamad Baradov versus, I think it's Chao Baralo. Yeah, Baralo's a fucking absolute freak, man. I would go him by finish. He's, he's he's minus 200 only. You can put that in a parlay. You could, absolutely. You could parlay that with, you know, Nurmagomedov. You know, and I think that's a good one right there. But uh, I love Kyle Baralo, man. He comes and goes for a finish every fight. Yeah, I think that uh, that's a safe bet. I think that this fight is going to be weeks from now. We're going to look back at this card, and we're not going to talk about this fight enough. But it's yeah. only because of how deep it is. I think this is going to be an excellent fight. Um, crazy. And it leads into, like, all the good fights. Obviously, starting with the next one. So it's going to be more of, like, everyone's excited for the next fight. They're not going to be thinking and, you know, paying attention to this one. But when you rewatch a fight like these, even these first, like, six fights – Pay attention, man, because these are guys that are going to be on future pay-per-views. Yeah. Uh, this fight is similar to the, if you guys remember, in UFC 268, 
Um, a lot of people don't talk about the Billy Quarantillo versus Shane Burgos fight only because of everyone was always thinks about Gaethje versus Chandler or uh, uh, shit. Why can't I think of her name? Zhang Wali versus Rose. Um, obviously the main event between Colby and uh, Usman. And then I can't remember what the other fight was on that card. Now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chumba. Yeah, but what. Whatever the case may be, like no one talked about that fight, even though it was excellent. Um, and I think that's just going to end up being the same treatment for this fight. Yep. The prelim featured fight is Oof. a banger. Also, before we get into this, I think that if the UFC was smart, they should make the prelim featured fight five rounds. Because usually when they do these prelim featured fights, they would be main events on like a fight night card, which this one is definitely. Um, plus when you're putting this on normal television and you want people to be engaged, make this fight bigger than what it really is on this card and just make it five rounds. I think both these guys would be down for it. Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady is this week's featured prelim. Sean Brady comes in as a slight favorite at minus 140. He's the guy I want to win. He's the one I think will win, but there's a lot of questions because Bilal Muhammad as much as I don't like him at times, he is so skilled, knows how to just win. He might not always have the prettiest technique, might get trolled from here and there, especially by uh, Conor McGregor lately, <laughs> uh, which we'll get into a little bit. I think Sean Brady's going to win this fight, but this is not not a guaranteed lock. Yeah, this is my uh, throw big money upset on. I think Bilal Muhammad is going to run through Sean Brady. Uh, I think when we've seen Sean Brady, at least his last fight against Kessa, he just was broke after 10 minutes, got his ass kicked for five minutes, won the fight, right? Still undefeated. But he's not going to be able to take down Blaine Muhammad like he took down Michael Kessa or anyone else he's faced, for that matter. And you saw what Blaine Muhammad did against a guy like Vincente Luque. I don't think um, Brady can do that to Luque. I think Blaine Muhammad, this is the perfect fight for him to just go in and defend takedowns, show a little bit more on his feet. I think uh, – I do not know how he's an underdog in my opinion. But Sean Brady is undefeated. He, if he wins this fight, he's knocking on the door, you know, a fight away or two from the title. So it's a great fight, but I'm going Bilal. Going Bilal. Real quick, I don't know why this just came to my head. The other fight on the UFC 268 main card, how could we forget, was Cheeto Vera and Frankie Edgar. Yes, Cheeto Vera Edgar. Um, uh, and Muhammad, I mean, he's – Khabib will be in his corner. 
Uh, he said that he does not think he's going to lose with Habib in his corner, which I think is a silly statement. I like how Sean Brady called him out on that. He goes, you're not Habib. Islam's not Habib. Um, no one's Habib. No one's Habib. So, like, people need to stop thinking that just because Habib's cheering you on, you're going to win the fight. Uh, I do think Bilal Muhammad is just going to be a little too much for Sean Brady right now, but that's not me. Yeah, I have Sean Brady. I want to put him in every parlay. It just doesn't seem financially responsible, though. Uh, into the main card, which is an amazing main card. Great card. We start with a women's fight. Number one contender, I believe, is she still is. Caitlin yes. Chagian, the blonde fighter. Versus... Or... Is she still number one contender? She's still number one. She, after her title fight, she's won four straight. She's not lost since Valentina. This fight could put her right back into that conversation. Uh, with Manon, I I know I said it was the last fight was the last hard one. I can never pronounce this French last name though. Fiara, Fiara, yeah, Fiara or something. I don't know. I don't know how they say it there, but there's, she's a. There's some big upset potential here. Um, for Caitlin Shkagian, who is actually not the favorite of this fight. Um, Fiara comes in at minus two ten. Shkagian plus one seventy five. I think it's pretty silly to say it. Uh, former title contender is a plus one at 75 when she's the number one contender. Do I understand why she might not be the favorite? Yes. However, I still think it's silly. And I do have Chikagin winning this fight. I think this fight, I don't know why she's an underdog for this matter, is the only fights Chikagin loses, other like than the Ajad one, which I think she lost because of this too, is just grappling. She loses fights based when she can't out grapple somebody. Fiara's a kickboxer. That's what she was right. a world class, and that's what that's what Kagan beats every time. She throws that long jab out. She just out volumes everyone she fights, and I don't see it being any different this time. I don't either. Uh, I think Kagan wins this fight, and I think we're seeing a title fight in the very near future. Yep. Um, I think that's really all we have to say about that. Also, if you want a prop bet or just another bet, just put this fight to go to the distance. Yeah, yeah. This fight's going to decision. Yep. Um, Benil Darius versus Gamrot because he's got another Polish name that I can't pronounce the, <laughs> pronounce the first name. Uh, Darius comes in at plus 160. Yeah. That was a little surprising to me. I, I do think Gamrot wins this fight. I did too, which I thought I was going to get some really good value out of him, which is why I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I was kind of upset about that. I saw him at like minus 180 or minus 190, and I was pretty upset. Uh, I I don't know. I just feel like Darush has beaten a lot of good fighters, and but he was too close against guys that have not are not at the level as Gamrot. Like Jakar Close was, you know, beating the shit out of him, and he came back and won the fight. Like I just don't think Gamrot's gonna be able gonna lose this fight. I just don't see him losing on the ground. I don't see him losing on the feet. I think he's gonna be too much for Darush. I think he's gonna drop him. Uh, but if Darush wins this win, and he's been so patient, he deserves at least the title eliminator. Because that man has been waiting for a fucking shot of Islam canceled three times. Uh, I feel I feel for him. I feel like a Leon Edwards type thing with Darush. If he wins this one, you know, just give it to him. And the last fight that was supposed to happen with uh, uh, Islam was so unfortunate because it was such a freak injury. It was when he was going for a takedown in practice. His foot got stuck inside the padding. Yeah. And he ended up, uh, I think, breaking his ankle or something. Yeah, yeah, like crazy injury that like really doesn't hurt his career at all. 
Uh, no. It just sucks that we haven't been able to see him in for so long, which might be the reason that he's plus 160. Into the people's main event, if we want to call it that, Piotr Jan versus Sean O'Malley in what Dana White has already said is the next title contender. God, I'm just so stoked for this fight. Me too. Now the odds are minus 270, Piotr Jan. Yep. Plus 220, Sean O'Malley. So you have this fight. I just don't have it going the distance. I think someone gets knocked out. Uh, here's the thing with a three round fight, it favors O'Malley so well because Peter starts off mm-hmm. slow. And I think the round's going to be a lot of both of them are going to be slow. It's going to be kind of like the Pedro Munoz first round. Yeah. And I think if outland him, get that first round, it's fair game, man. It is fair game. So here's my thought I don't think it's going to start slow for O'Malley. I think he knows that. Because we all know Piotr Jan likes to get into these fights. He analyzes every move that his opponent makes for the first entire round. In a five-round fight, that's fine. That's worked for him every single time up until this last one with uh, Aljo, which you could make the case that maybe he did win. But I have it as an Aljo victory. Um, Sean O'Malley, if he starts just bla- guns blazing, wants to get this fight like out of here, there's a real chance that this could just damage Piotr Jan so much. Even if he doesn't win the fight in that first round, Piotr Jan's going to be freaked out, not because he's afraid of O'Malley, but because he has to come back two rounds to one and just got the shit kicked out of him for five minutes. I imagine Sean O'Malley wins round one. I think in, with O'Malley, it's different. Peter Jan, like when he faced a guy like Aljo or when he faced Sandhagen or um, Aldo when he beat him, those guys all fight the same way for three, four rounds, right? Sean O'Malley, his movement is like no one else, right? So you're not going to get a same look. You're not going to be like, oh, I have a read on him. You're not going to have a read on Sean O'Malley. He right. can do a lot. He's so versatile. Uh, I think it's tougher fight than people think. I like the odds on this one, honestly. Me too. I'm going to put a straight bet on uh, O'Malley. I'll put a small straight bet on him just because I also love the guy. So I think it's great for the sport if he can get a title shot. Um, so I'm – I'm going to be a safe as a better. I'm going to go the fight, not go the distance. I think somebody's going down. And I think if O'Malley wins, he's going to find a way to get a knockout. I think if not, I think Jan could just beat him up with leg kicks and stuff. And we've known Sean to, you know, have a susceptible leg. My bold prediction is that Sean O'Malley is finally going to use his ground game. People don't realize he's fought in many grappling tournaments and stuff. He's got a good he- grappling. I was watching some grappling highlights at uh, like last week. He lost to like a world class like BJJ guy, and it was quick. It was, however, it was a world class like Olympic champion guy, like whoever yeah. that it was that he was facing. He took second place in that tournament. It was like a tournament of like a hundred something people. Yep, yep. So like, he's not a joke on the ground. And uh, Peter Yan, I mean. He's actually not on the ground either. He does have a lot of Sambo stuff, a lot of Judo-type throws. But he's not going to double-leg you and take you down. So I feel like if Sean can get a scramble, kind of like Aljo did, he can hop on the back maybe even and try to make it boring himself. I could see this fight going the distance because I could see O'Malley just using his hands, getting the round one win. And then round two, just knowing he just needs to steal around. Just, hey, let's, let's take him to the ground. And then round three, I just don't have to get knocked out and I win this fight. Yeah, which is a tough game to play against a guy like Peter Jan because he will come at you for five minutes straight. 
with everything. All right, round three, just takes him down again. What What is he going to do? I don't think Peter Yan will be that easy to take down personally, but. The length does. The Honestly, length is the, what's going to be a question because Sean O'Malley is four inches taller than him, has five inches on reach, has, uh, I'm trying to see if they put the leg reach in here. They did not. Uh, his significant strength strike uh, per minute is higher. His accuracy is higher. His takedown average is lower, but that shouldn't come as any surprise. And then his submission average, believe it or not, is way higher than Piotrion's. I, I just think we cannot underestimate how fucking good Peter Jan is. I don't, yeah, I know. I, I think that if, if, if Sean wins, but as crazy as it is to say, Peter Jan uh, and Sean O'Malley are top five in this division. Yeah, 100%. Because if O'Malley would have, if Munoz wouldn't have, you know, got out of that fight every way possibly tried, O'Malley wins that fight and then he's actually earned his top five, you know, yeah. ranking. And who knows how much different this career path would have been had Cheeto not hit a random nerve that was yeah. the leg of uh, O'Malley giving him his only loss. I mean, you can actually make a case that it might have been a doctor stoppage, but uh, that should have been no contest. I'm not making that case. I think he lost the fight, but you can make that case, which is what Sean O'Malley tries to do with his whole undefeated shtick. Yeah. I mean, I think he lost that fight. That's part of the fight game. If you get kicked and you hit a nerve, that's not – that's your fault. You know, I don't know how else to explain it, but uh, I do think this fight's going to be exciting. I think it's great for the UFC. Either way, this both guys' stocks go up. Sean loses this fight. He's still going to be a name. He still has a chance to be a, get a belt. He's so fucking young. So this is a win-win for Sean, man, because he just stepped in there. I no one to, really, no one expects him to win this either. Exactly. So he can go out there and just fucking throw. And Peter Jan, he's a gamer, though, so it's going to be a fun fight. Now, the winner of that fight will go to play, face the winner of this fight, Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. Great fucking fight. Aljo comes in at a minus 175. I'm uh, say right now, I don't like that odd. I don't like those odds. I have no, Dillashaw winning this fight. I have TJ winning this fight, too. I think TJ's not going to give up any grappling exchanges, and I think he outstrikes him. I just think... I just don't think Aljo is as good as TJ. And I think TJ is the greatest bandmate of all time. And that's someone that I've criticized TJ. I don't really like him, but I think he's just too good of a fighter. I don't, I don't see what Aljo is going to be able to do to him, mm-hmm. which would make this fight better too. If Sean can win that fight and TJ can win his fight, that fight is the build up. Everything about it was going to be a good fight. Could you imagine that press conference? Yeah, man, that's a Dillashaw O'Malley main event. Because that would be a main event fight. I don't care what you say. I mean, any Sean title fight's going to be a main after this if he wins. But uh, speaking of the TJ Aljo fight, we, I mean, Aljamain Sterling, he's, his new role is the backpack. He's, that's all he's going to go for. Like, he knows how he's going to have to win fights because he can't outstrike these guys. No. But I just think TJ was a Division One wrestler. Aljamain Sterling was a Division Three wrestler. There's a different level between those two. And I think TJ is not going to give up a takedown. I've never seen someone out grapple him. Uh, I think TJ wins this fight, and I love the odds. I already put 150 on it on TJ because I got it when he was plus 170 like a week ago. Yeah, his odds have only been getting worse technically. It's going into for the better, better for him. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I agree. Plus 150 now into the main event of the evening. 
Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev. Islam comes in at a minus 190. I, I, I've been a fan of uh, Charles Oliveira. We've seen him come into these fights as the underdog. Uh, I think he did come in as a favorite against Gaethje, which shouldn't have come up as much of a surprise. He did come in as an underdog versus uh, Dustin Poirier. I believe he was an underdog in his first title fight against uh, Michael Chandler. He's an underdog here again. People are saying that the reason is because of the high wrestling ability of Islam Makhachev. Obviously, we know what Khabib has done. I just don't know how you make that case when he is such an amazing jujitsu artist, jujitsu player. Uh, I think that they're both going to respect each other on the ground. I think this fight's going to be mostly on the feet. That's where I just defer. And I think Islam is going to do the same thing Habib would do. Within 30 seconds, he will be diving at ankles and relentlessly going for a takedown and I think he gets on top his grappling is good enough not to get submitted and I just think he beats the shit out of Charles Oliveira you guys can with this I think uh Islam Makhachev runs through him does this fight make the distance uh I think it does I think he just beats him up for 25 minutes but if not I think Charles tries to get up and he could get submitted we've seen Anthony Pettis submit Charles Oliveira so I don't want to hear this crazy great grappling i get he's amazing grappler but anthony fucking islam i feel like the age has just kind of helped out charles a lot i have this fight just not going the distance that's what i have yeah yeah. i hope charles wins because to be honest with you i don't want another khabib like champion for a while not no um and i do really think if charles were to win this fight that's what gets Khabib out of retirement. Ah, uh, man, let's see. It's it's tough. I think Khabib's like 250. I don't think he's ever going to make 155 again. That dude's just fucking humongous. That's true, but if anyone can do it, I feel like it's him. Yeah. That's, I just think we're all playing into this hand right now. Like, Charles keeps doing it. He keeps getting those upsets. He keeps – he's proven everyone wrong after all these years. Uh his grappling is that good. I just think this is one of those fights that the hope that no one wants Islam to win, it's going to be a fight where Islam just runs through and we're all like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Sad. So I'm going to, I'm going Islam. My money's on Islam. Fucking max bet it. Put your bank account on it. Islam Makashev and new. <laughs> I, I definitely don't tell you to put your whole bank account on this. Islam's mortgage on it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am not doing that. Uh, if if Charles is to win, is he the greatest lightweight of all time? One hundred percent greatest lightweight. Yes, he would have to be with the resume that he's put together just through championship fights. I don't think there's a stronger. No. You know, now five. This will be his fifth fight, fourth fight. This, this is his fourth it. championship fight. Yes, fourth defense. Technically, this is not a defense. It's not defense, and neither was last one. Essentially, he didn't get the belt for it, but. He's the champion. We all know that. But we all know. Yeah. No one is really saying he's not right now. No Other one is. Than, uh embedded where it played former UFC lightweight champion. Yeah. I. There's a champion and his name is Charles the Bronx, <laughs> as, as Charles would say. 
every single person that's in that lightweight division, their ranking should be one higher than what it is. They're chasing Charles. Yes. Yeah. If you asked anyone, like, oh, who are you going to fight for the championship? They'd all look at you like you're crazy. They'd have to tell you Charles. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> so, I agree. Um, I think that – I really do think that there's a chance Oliver wins this fight. I hope to God he wins this fight. Not that most confident on that, though. Yeah. I probably will put a uh, single bet, though, down. You do you, man. I'm going to Islam. <laughs> See, like, that's the reactions that I've had in the past. We've all said that there were unbeatable fighters, and I don't think anyone's saying that Islam's unbeatable. We, we, not, didn't, we didn't see Juliana Pena ever beating Amanda Nunez. Yeah, but this one's different. Like, Juliana Pena was fighting the GOAT, and, like, Charles should. Like, on paper, he's beating better people. He's he's the champ. I, you know, it's a pretty even line. Not really. You know, it's like, well, he's plus 160. Yeah. Uh, I just think – Islam's that good. I truly do. I hope you're wrong, but I do think you're right. I hope I'm wrong too. We all know I hate the I hate Habib. I hate all of them. Right. But well, that's UFC 280. Yes. Do we have anything that we want to bring up before we kind of go into this weekend and we think thank God Ground and Pound is back, first off, but Second off, this is about to be the fight card of the year. Uh, we have a couple different fights that could be in the running, possibly for fight of the year. I do think yep. that when it's all said and done, we'll be talking about a fight at UFC 281 between uh, Chandler and Borea. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, what are the final thoughts on this card uh, and really this weekend coming up? I'm just excited to see. I'm so excited to see every fight, even the prelims, man. I'm gonna be I'm tuned in the whole time. So uh I think we're gonna do a recap show next week and we're also gonna do a pound for pound ranking. Yeah. And I think hard, I mean, as multiple fighters that I have in the pound for pound. So yeah. The May or the prelims, including early prelims, start at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Main card starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. If you guys are looking for a bar that might show it in your area, go to ufcbars.com. Actually, I think it's ufc.com slash bars. But if you just search up UFC bars on Google, it'll be one yeah. of the first results. Um, shout out to Hollerhead. Enjoy a nice, safe, responsible Hollerhead with your friends this fight Saturday. Or just whenever you guys want to go out and get some drinks together because it is the best banana whiskey that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Shout out to BetMGM, the king of sports books. We've been giving you guys a lot of gambling advice, what we will be doing this weekend. But gamble responsibly. We are not responsible for your winnings or losings this weekend. Uh, we do hope that you guys win as much money as you possibly can, but we cannot encourage you to start gambling. If you guys have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to your uh, state's help lines, I believe, on your government websites to seek help if you guys do feel that you need it this was yeah. a good first episode back i'm happy to be back starting next week with the recap episode we will have a little bit new format uh i've been kind of getting it ready um it's going to look a lot cleaner it's going to look a lot different from the typical zoom layout that you guys may have seen in the past if you guys were watching on youtube uh it's going to look a lot nicer no one has seen it yet you guys will be debuting it on rumble and rumble only 
We will show it on YouTube. We'll put it up first couple episodes, probably the first five to 10 on both Rumble and Facebook. That way we can get you guys engaged. See if you guys like the new setup. You guys can let us know what you feel in the comments. Uh, but for every social media, go to at WOC Main on Instagram and Twitter. You will find all of our social medias on those. And then on Facebook, it's just Winners Only Club. You'll see the logo. You'll see everything that you need to see. And we will be on there starting next week. Yep. Tell your friends, like, share, subscribe. Do what you need to do. If you're on uh, um, Spotify, please hit the little bell button just so you guys get alerted when we drop new episodes. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Hunter, anything you want to do or say to take us out of here? No, just make sure to set your alarm Saturday. Don't get too long over. Yeah, especially you people on the West Coast. Good luck. 7 a.m. is a pretty early time. Couldn't be me. Couldn't. West Coast sucks. Um, (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.